today's episode, we are going to be talking about life transitions and, you know, life after college, life after graduate school, and life after, you know, working and adulting. This is the most ghetto adulthood that, no, the ghettoest hood that I have been a part of. (laughs) And I don't know why I asked for it when I was younger. You used to be like, I can't wait till I get older. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And nobody told me, you know, when you get older, you're just paying bills. Yeah. Straight ghetto. <laughs> I feel like the episode should come in playing like End of the Road by Boyz II Men. All the way <laughs> Like that's just what's playing in the back of my mind right now. Like when I think of May, like all I think of like is, as we go on, that song, that graduation <laughs> song, I mean, it's the season for all that um, transitioning into, it's crazy because it's like, this is a period where you, you're you hopeful, sometimes you're nervous, sometimes you don't know what is literally about to smack you in the face. Right. Like, and kick you down a few flight of stairs. Right. Yeah. I mean, to... Adulthood is right there in the corner, so I'm ready, ready to like make your ass. I mean, it's not okay. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad, but you know, it, it's still ghetto, a little ratchet. But we could start off with you, Miss Graduating this month. I know. I can't believe it. Passed, passed our exams. Yes, I passed my um, comprehensive exam which pretty much I had to pass in order to qualify to even graduate. Go off, sis. I finished my clinical hours, so I have gotten all the experience I need to graduate. You know, I think that, just for the record, internships are great experience, but they're so ghetto. Because why are you not paying me to be doing the job of a full-time employee? Like, at least... Pay me a little, like a little something. A sliver? A li- like just, just the tiniest bit. I mean, or at least like give me like materials so I can use and not have to buy or make with my own, own coin. I mean, like. I mean, even in the workplace, they don't be giving you materials. Shout out to teachers because they go above and beyond and they don't get, I don't think they get money to like purchase stuff for no, their classrooms I think they and have stuff. like a little stipend at the beginning of the year and you have to like from what i've been told it's like maybe two hundred dollars and then that's it two hundred dollars throughout the whole year for 30 kids yeah Mm-mm. crazy that's ghetto but yeah guys i graduate this month Yay. i'm so excited but nervous but also like very proud of myself because it has been a long two years of grad school through a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, having to pretty much leave my job and be full time in school when I'm like kind of supporting myself it has been very stressful. Um, and just like the schoolwork itself, like doing research, having clients taking like six classes at a time. Like it's intense, but um, did, I got through it. Did the Haitians start start asking you yet? So when are you going to go back? Yeah, like everyone's, <laughs> my whole family's like, yeah, like 
the phd the phd yeah they're like we know we were like finishing school like but we would love to see you get your phd oh my gosh we'd love to have like a doctor in the family i'm like so go back to school yeah like that's that's i'm glad i'm honored but like guys if y'all knew just what i just <laughs> I mean, like school itself is just ghetto, girl. But teach it's own. We we we're almost done. So I mean, you basically done. You done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let so taking a step back, um, just because we're at different places. You're about to be post grad. I've mm-hmm. been post grad for what twenty. December twenty eighteen. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Been post grad for a bit. Let's let's go Wait, back. Twenty eighteen. December twenty eighteen. Wow. I graduated from the illustrious Howard Girl, University. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, but taking a step back, since we both decided to be psychotic individuals and go back to grad school after undergrad, what would you say is one thing that like slapped you in the face? after undergrad that you did not expect um i feel like undergrad was like a cake like a piece of cake like Mm -hmm. i didn't realize like how challenging grad school would be like you really have to read so much research like 20 pages like if you don't, you're expected to know so many different things. Ain't no spark notes. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, for that, like, I just felt like I was kind of at the beginning playing catch up a little bit mm-hmm. because, like, everyone has different undergrad experiences. But when I got to grad school, like, it, I did have to adjust. Um, but I just didn't expect that it was going to be that rigorous, like, so early on. And I just never expected to really have to, like, balance my time because, like, now I'm managing, like, being in a clinic and seeing clients and managing, like, taking classes and Mm -hmm. trying to have a social life and friends. And that became so much more challenging. So what about you? Um, I think I would say for me, it was a little different because I left Connecticut Mm -hmm. and went down, moved to Hyattsville, Maryland. And I was legit by myself, no family, no friends, no nothing. So I I think for me, what slapped me in the face, I think it would be just the fact that I was alone and it was like, my friends were back home, like still enjoying. Cause I graduated on, I guess on time. Mm -hmm. And some of my friends were still like, in undergrad, others were like still just chilling and enjoying life. And I'm like, shit, like I'm I'm in the DMV, I'm by myself. I got all this homework, all this reading, all these papers. Yo, social in social work, they love papers. I am an amazing test taker. You can give me tests every day every class and I am fine. But these motherfuckers love papers. And I literally was writing papers. I think there was one time um, I stayed up until like 4 or 5 a.m. It was me and two other girls. We stayed up until like 4 or 5 a.m. writing a paper. 
And I literally told myself, I was like, yo, if I don't get an A on this paper, I'm definitely grad school. Like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, no. So I think for me, what like really slapped me in the face after undergrad was that I was, it was so quick. Like I graduated May 2017, July 2017, I like went down to go and see the apartment and then August, boom back in school yeah. and i was just like why did i do this to myself why right, didn't i yeah. take a break da, 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 da. so it was just just a lot yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah like to it's being in grad school is already challenging but mm -hmm. to do it and being so far removed from like everything you know that's that's hard girl I'm I, proud of you. I told y'all I cried three months straight. Yeah. And I told y'all the people that listened to me cried for three yeah. months. Moving away is hard, but I feel like that's something in adulthood that we don't encourage enough mm -hmm. because you learn so much about yourself, like moving away from people that who people who who you You've know been you around know. your yeah. whole life, yeah. Because you change and like when you start to be around people you've known your whole life and you're evolving, like sometimes they don't respect your like evolution or your mm -hmm. like level up. So. They still look at you as the same yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. No. So then what's thing what's one thing um you know now that you wish you knew before graduating? Um one thing that I wish I knew, this is going to sound very <laughs> off the topic of mm -hmm. school, but undergrad, I feel like I didn't explore enough as far as like, I was like, I've always been like, I want to be in a relationship. Yeah. I want to fall in love. I want to da da da. I feel like I should have like enjoyed opportunities and been a little hot girl, been a little city girl. <laughs> so I think one thing that I would like if I were to go back or a piece of advice to any 18 year old girl, girl going into college, undergrad, going single, <laughs> stay single and enjoy your singleness. I mean, like, we don't, I think also there's like this narrative, like, you know, you're going to go to college and you're going to meet your husband in college. Like where they do that at? <laughs> Where they at though? I mean, like, definitely not where I went to, uh, to school, but I definitely agree. Like, I, like, I always say this, like, I literally stepped foot on campus and, like, within, like, five months I was in a relationship. And <laughs> that was genuinely, honestly, pretty much until, like, I literally graduated. And I was, like, looking back at it, I was like, I should have just been single and really enjoyed like being away from home and learning more about myself than like being in a relationship. Yeah, no, I feel like I, well, I wasn't in a relationship, but there was always somebody around. So I feel like I was like, oh, okay, well, this person's around right now. Yeah. This person's around right now. But definitely once I got to grad school, it would like I came back home and people would be like, "Oh, this is this is Howard Vanessa." Yeah. <laughs> so I think one thing with that, I knew this Vanessa was always there. I don't know what people were <laughs> Thank you, about, thank you. But the Vanessa I knew post and pre Howard is the much same the Vanessa. I think you just have like a a glow about you. Like you're just, I feel like you're more yourself outwardly. Yeah. But 
I still think it's the same Vanessa. Yeah, no, I just, I honestly just feel like I just wasn't as, how do you say, it? I wasn't as outwardly open with people. Yeah. Like if you're, if you were my close friend and you knew me, obviously I like, nothing has changed. They'll just be like, oh, you actually, you be out here now right. and you don't care. I'm like, yeah, that's what happened as you get older. That's why grown 60, 70 year olds be saying whatever comes to mind without yeah. an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but school related, I will say one thing I wish, especially now in grad school, what I wish I knew before graduating is like, your GPA really does not matter like i don't know why i was i mean like it does to like because you necessarily have to have like a b or passing okay. yeah I mean, in that sense but like for me i was just like i need straight a's like i need to do really well in every single thing and i think for me that really took away from like actually like focusing Enjoying. on what you're gaining from this and like stop putting that pressure on yourself because Everyone's going to graduate pretty much, unless you're really not trying. <laughs> Everyone's about to graduate. When you go and look for a job, they don't they don't even ask you where you went to school. They don't really care what your grades are. They just want to know, are you a personable person? And Are you able to yeah, do? Yeah, are you competent? Do you have like the professionalism to be there? But yeah, oh, I was that person that put my GPA right on the little resume. 3.9. I know, yeah. 3.9. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just, I really had to like take a step back, like, especially in my, my last semester. I was just like, you're really killing yourself. Like, take your time, enjoy the last of these classes, make the best of it, and whatever happens with your grades happen. Like, can't keep killing yourself for a damn A. Like, <laughs> right. No, I remember my, what was this? This was probably finishing up my second semester. I absolutely hated my internship class, like that professor for that class. And I got to be in that class. When I tell you, I cried my eyes out. I was like, I was supposed to leave grad school with a 4.0. This lady messed it all up. Did it up. Mind you, the classes that everybody was worried about, I was like, oh, whatever. That's cake. The one class that everybody gets an A in, because of this lady, I got to be in. I was just, I was so tight. I was just like, bro, like you messed up my 4.0. I literally said, I was like, I'm never going to get a job. I'll never get hired because I have a stupid 3.9. Hey, <laughs> I won't say I had a similar reaction, but something like that did happen to me where like last semester, my externship was just intense. Like I was externing at a fucking hospital. Like mm. it was a lot. And I was taking this class that I genuinely forgot I had assignments all the time. And I got a B, and I was just like, yo, my 4.0 is gone. God, God. And then I was just like, who cares? Rest in peace. <laughs> nah, right. I'm a, I, I have a, a bit of dramaticness. Just a little bit. Just a little. I do, too. A little tiny bit. I literally sat there and was just like, I'm never going to get hired because I have a 3.9. So nonsense. <laughs> I know it's so crazy to like think about all the little things that you worried about then and then and now. you're like, wow, like that's literally nothing. But 
when you were done with school, did you have like a plan or did you know what you were going to do post-grad or? I had a plan. <laughs> Is that what I did? <laughs> no, I had a plan. I mean, well, for undergrad, post-undergrad, I was like, I'm going straight to grad school, going to get my MSW and then get my LM and then get my LC. And that like, granted, I went to grad, got my MSW, got my LM. I'm finally eligible for my LC now. I did all my hours, mm -hmm. but. And what is LC for people who oh. don't have that context? <laughs> so, well, take a step. LM is licensed master's social worker, and then LC is licensed clinical social worker. Um, but my plans after grad school, girl, <laughs> that transition. So I left Maryland and came back home. I left Maryland where I had a job mm -hmm. doing exactly what I wanted to do, but I just didn't want to live with people anymore. Yeah. Um, and just for context, guys, I have older siblings, so I didn't live with them. I basically grew up alone. Like a single child. Like, yeah, I grew up, <laughs> I'm my mother's only child. My dad had uh, I have three other siblings and they're all older than me. So I was the baby and I grew up alone. So I'm used to like everything being where it's supposed to be and just used to, you know, a Haitian household. Yeah. Um, and my like structured in a certain Yeah. Way. And my roommates at the time, I love them to death. Um, but we were all from different backgrounds and just different, just didn't function the same. So I was just like, I can't live here no more. I love y'all, but I, I just, I want to go home. Yeah. So I left the job that I had. I was doing um, outpatient therapy. I left that job and then came back to Connecticut with no job. I had my I had my license, but no job. Everywhere I applied was not trying to pay me. That's another little ghetto tidbit that they don't. They say, "Oh, go to school. Get your get your under your bachelor's. Get your master's. You'll make so much money." I had a whole master's degree and went to an interview. They had the audacity to offer me $30,000. I literally laughed and was just like, no, thank you. Bye. Like the fact <laughs> that you can make more money and not even having a degree and then you get slapped in the face with like these like crazy ass like like, Mind you, it's not even that it's like simple jobs that'll be like, oh yeah, $30,000. It's jobs where they want you doing like the most. Yeah. Um, but I literally did not have a job, came back home, <sighs> applied to be a therapeutic foster care social worker, ended up getting that job. And I was just like, okay, like, let's see how this goes. Yeah. And that was that. But I literally had no plans of doing any type of case management. I straight out of grad school was like, I just finished an internship doing clinical work. They hired me, moved back home, didn't have a job. And I was just like, okay, let me find somewhere that I can do clinical work here. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. And I think one thing that they don't talk about is a lot in school, which should definitely be talked about, is post-grad depression. Yeah. Because that, Girl, listen. When you, when you think you can't, like when you're having difficulty finding a job and then you look around and everyone has a job or like, tip their comps or their boards or something like it's a lot <laughs> bruh literally it's a lot no and i think not even just around having a job but it's like 
I've been in school since elementary school, basically straight through till I hit 23. And now you telling me no more school? <laughs> yeah, like it's. I just gotta work. That's your it. Whole identity. When you think about it, like your whole identity growing up as a as a young adult into your adult years is always associated or revolves around school. So when I think for me, like especially like that's like the biggest challenge. It's like I feel like I've been a student for so long that now I'm going to be like outside in the world without being a student. And like, it's different for me because I'm just used to it, I guess. So how are you planning to, I guess, redefine yourself as an individual since you're going through this like right now, (laughs) you're on the way out, no more student life. It's crazy because I feel like I definitely have like, I don't know if it's a thing for other people, but for me, like, I've definitely had, like, imposter syndrome, where, like, you are doing all the work, you are definitely meant to be there, like, you're definitely doing what you're supposed to do, and you're doing a good job at it, but you doubt yourself, and you have that feeling of, like, I don't belong, and I feel like especially because, like, my field is predominantly white, Um, my school is not as diverse and like coming into my field, like I had the desire to help or work with multicultural or diverse populations and things like that. So like just feeling like there wasn't really a space for me in my field and then, you know, working with predominantly white, you know, professionals, my mentors were mostly white, like that has been a challenge. So like, you definitely feel like you don't belong there or have a space there. So I feel like I've been trying to work really hard to actually like fight that, like and say like I'm I know what I'm doing, I'm very competent, like I can find a job. So I'm like, okay, like let me do the steps to get there. So I've been applying and I guess like I'm just trying to see like what opportunities present themselves because I know I'm not going to, if I make a plan, it's literally going to like be a joke because (laughs) it doesn't turn out ever the way you really want it to. So I'm kind of like just letting life happen and letting it flow. Yeah. See where it takes me. And I just trust that like everything I've done this far has prepared me for everywhere I'm going. And also like the opportunity that's suitable for me will find me. So. Go ahead and preach. Yeah, you know, you just got to have some faith in the Lord or the universe, whatever you believe in. Um, But uh, you just got to let it play out because if you really sit and think about it too much, like, you know, get you can get wrapped into it very easily. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true even with um, people who are already in their fields. Like for me, imposter syndrome has been a thing forever. Yeah. Um, so when I, I left my first job last month, um, and when I was leaving, a lot of my coworkers, we like went around, they went around and was just like memories with me. A lot of my coworkers were like, yeah, no, Vanessa really helped me in terms of, you know, how to professionally address certain things. And I'm sitting here like, who, me? <laughs> I did what? <laughs> I think imposter syndrome is definitely something that's just always there, but you have to learn to shut the volume down yeah 
turn the volume down um, on it. But yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You gotta crank that shit all the way down because it's just different, different. Very. So how does it feel now that you left your first job and now you're somewhere else? Like what made you decide like, okay, I gotta be out. And how have you felt since you're in something different? I feel amazing. That's good. I love my new job. Um, granted, you know, there's ups and downs of every agency, every company, every job. Um, what brought me to leave was that there was no room for growth. Mm -hmm. um, and just management-wise, I just wasn't a fan of their style. Uh, but I think... A few takeaways that I would say for people that are currently in their like first big girl, big boy job, take your PTO, mm -hmm. take your PTO <laughs> um, and just, you know, when it's time for you to leave, like, don't feel like you owe anybody anything or owe the agency anything because I literally did not take my PTO. And when I got like my vacation time payout, I was like, bro, like you really was just working to work yeah, yourself like, to death rather than working and taking the time that you needed. I think that if I had actually, you know, engaged in more self-care and taken the time I needed and took the advice that I was giving my clients, yeah. <laughs> um, it would have made that work experience less stressful um, but yeah, I feel amazing. I love it. That's good. I love, I love it, love it, love it, love it. I'm actually doing clinical work, um, with individuals with acute mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And yeah. just acute mental health is pretty much schizophrenia, bipolar, uh, what you call personality disorders, all that stuff. So I love it. I'm yeah. loving it. I feel like that's what you initially kind of really wanted, wanted to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm finally like doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's also something to emphasize with graduating is just that you're not always put in a position where you're going to be doing the job that you want yeah. to do immediately. And that's fine. You got to start somewhere. There's nothing wrong with that. And also don't sit here and feel like you have to, you know, have, start your own business because I feel like currently <laughs> everybody's like, Yo. you, you need another business outside of your nine to five, yeah. your nine to five, not going to this, that, 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 my nine to five pays me beautifully. But some, I think so. also people who say that are projecting because you can have a nine to five and be fulfilled and yeah. everything, you, it could be everything you want and more. So we, I feel like people have to kind of shy away from like, although we, acknowledge the importance of working for yourself and being an entrepreneur it's not, it's not for everybody yeah, it's not for everyone and that's okay literally yeah granted you know plans are to have a private practice i mean further down the line I, but yeah, for the both of us <laughs> i mean a little rehab wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad at that go ahead but um yeah i'm happy that you definitely took that chance and you had to skate out of there and skirt, skirt. it just shows like if you feel like you gotta go you don't owe people anything literally put yeah, yourself no. first as a employee and you know if a job is not fitting like it's okay you can outgrow a job it's just a job literally and also they will replace you <laughs> real quick in a minute 
<laughs> in a minute, they will replace you. Like I was in my staff meeting prior to me even be leaving. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're doing interviews. We'll have Vanessa's spot filled. You know, I was just like, oh, damn, like that. But, you yeah, know, <laughs> they be, they love to like sprinkle. Yeah, we have an interview for your position. Like, right. right. OK, that's nice. I got you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. But overall, you know, transitions are hard. And I think it's so necessary for us to talk about it with our friends and just with the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, leave us a few comments under our post and let us know about how your experiences with your first job yeah. or school has been. Especially with it being May. Hey guys, welcome to our shameless plug section of our episode. This is where we talk about things that we've been watching, binging, enjoying, um, Maybe not enjoying. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, this is where we shamelessly plug in all the things that we've been kind of doing or enjoying this past month. So take it away, Vanessa. I'm first. Okay. Well, this month, as I mentioned earlier, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. um, and in my therapist fashion, I am going to highlight some of the things that help me maintain my mental health. So I'm going to be doing two businesses this month. And the first is, I'll start with the more enjoy. They're both enjoyable, but I'll start with the more enjoyable one. <laughs> um, On a positive note. It is. So it's an individual, Regina, and she has two businesses actually at the, at Brooklyn Bridge Flow and then at Written Purpose. Sejin and I, you did the meditation, Monday yeah, meditation. So Sejin and I both did one of her drop-in Monday night meditations. And Sejin, you can speak for your experience, but I actually, I like loved it. I went to sleep like a baby yeah. after that meditation session. Her voice, Regina's voice is just so, so soothing, soothing yeah, and just soothing. like perfect. Um, she also has very great energy. Yes. Yes, yes. Like it just radiates. I also did um uh in-person meditation with her once and I like guys, if you are in Connecticut, sign up. She also does yoga, um one-on-one yeah, -on -one yoga. I've enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, I'd say definitely sign up for one of her in person. And if you're not in Connecticut, do her virtual. She is amazing. Mm -hmm. Her voice is just so soothing and she knows her stuff. She also does a lot of work with trauma-informed yoga, um, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I love her. Yeah. Um, and then my second shameless plug is none other than <laughs> Sejin's trainer. Ooh. My trainer at Ooh. Training with LB. Yes, sir. <laughs> As he would say. Yes, gang, gang. Sir. Gang, gang. Um, yeah, so LB is my second shameless plug. As much as I complain about his class, I absolutely love his class. I love working out with him and I love the gang. Um, I have lost to date 33 pounds. And she looks damn good. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of people don't always tie in mental health with fitness. But going to the gym, you release more of the happy uh, hormone mm -hmm. when you work out. So definitely 
hit him up. He does virtual, he does in person. He kicks your butt, but it is so worth it because you are with a group of individuals who are also getting their butt kicked, rolling their eyes, and then laughing at LB attempting to dance <laughs> the entire time. Hey, I will say he is very entertaining. He makes working out fun. Brings all the energy. He definitely challenges you, but he's a very nice, encouraging, motivating trainer, and he does the damn thing. Certainly does. So my shameless plug for this month is a personal growth journal for women um, curated by um, the Shayla Marie. She's on um, IG. She's also Ace Hood's wife, um, but she does a lot of work in meditation and just personal growth, working through trauma, um, mental health. Um, and it's been a really positive little journaling exercise that I have every day, um, working towards like self-affirmation, self-esteem, self-love, self-care, all of that. Um, so check that out. It's called A Positive You. I got mine on Amazon. And um, how much was it? It was like 10, okay. 10 to $15 <laughs> at most. Um, actually, I think it was $13. Okay. Side note, I'm the cheap one. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely spend like I don't have no sense. Sis got money. But, um, money bags. Vanessa, I want to be like you. Like me. Actually, I want to be like LB. That's right. <laughs> right. But yeah, guys, those are shameless plugs. Um, if you need any more info, they will be in the bio of our episode, whether you're listening to Apple Podcasts uh spotify google wherever you get your streaming it's in the description below and thanks for listening guys thank you share it with a friend tell your mama gang 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 (laughs) bye y'all see y'all next time